When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of the Yinzers podcast and our very first episode on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Uh, I'm your host, Morgan Erzo. This is my co-host, Jordan DeFigio, our third missing co-host, missing in action in the DR. We don't know where she is. Uh, (laughs) Last time she was seen was dancing in a pair of Crocs on a boat. (laughs) Sam, come home, please. We, we miss, miss you. you. <laughs> um, so we're so excited to be here and we're so excited mm-hmm. to have you guys either back with us or joining us for the first time. Um, so I just want to take a second to like reintroduce ourselves via like a Jay-Z. Um, so Jordan, how would you describe what we're doing over here in our little Yinzers world? Well, we've been doing this since February, and the reason we mm-hmm. started it to begin with was we we noticed that there was this lack of women run any anything really in the sports industry in Pittsburgh. No uh, media sites, no podcasts, no news outlets, nothing. And Sam and Morgan and I came together via Steeler Nation and we all kind of felt like we could really do a kick-ass job of this. And we sort of put our brains together, came up with the name Yinzers because, you know, we're three girls and we thought it was fun. But we – we Exactly. It, it was fitting. And we wanted to have something that we could give to the people of Pittsburgh that wasn't just highlighting women in the industry, but showcasing the knowledge and the, the capability of the talent of women in the industry. And we wanted to provide a platform where younger girls could look to and if they have a heart for sports and a passion for it see voices being put out there into into the ether and say I could do that too I could absolutely go into whatever field I want because nothing is really limiting me because I'm a girl so we really just wanted to champion women be like yo if this is what you want to do and you have a gift for it, go for it because you can, you absolutely can. So that's why we're here. And again, I'm just going to reiterate what Morgan said. We're so excited to be here on the DK Pittsburgh sports podcast network. Cannot wait to see what we can do in this collaboration. And we're honestly just so pumped for the opportunity to keep talking about sports, especially going into the regular season, which starts this week. Oh my God. I mean, Uh it feels like it's been a lifetime. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have been twiddling my thumbs, waiting for this season to start, and training camp felt like it was that, like, quick. 
which is it, crazy it really because was. the off season always goes by like so slow. What am I going to mm-hmm. do? Watch baseball? No, no. Oh I God. mean, my boyfriend plays baseball, but shh, don't tell him that I'm not watching. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I watch all of his games, but um, totally. I, I can't believe the season's almost here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to piggyback on what you said, Jordan, like being – just a different voice mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh media, sports media in particular, is so saturated with incredible talent mm-hmm. everywhere. And there's a lot of people who have amazing, differing opinions and perspectives. Um, and it's just awesome to be able to share ours. And yeah. it's awesome that people want to hear our perspectives and discuss stuff with us. Like right. a thing that I love about Yenzers and what we've built in the community that we've built and continue to build is that we engage with people. We talk to people. Um, we've had some amazing interviews um, and have some amazing interviews lined up. And mm-hmm. then we're just, you know, engaging with Steelers fans. Like there's nothing better, right? Like it's a big family. Right. And so um, it's just been an incredible whirlwind of an experience. And we are so pumped to just continue to grow on the uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. So yep. here we are. Um, Sam couldn't be here, but I promise you she's uh, she's awesome. So y'all mm-hmm. will love her as well. Um, let's jump right in. I wanted to, as Jordan said, the regular season starts in 72 hours. Like my mind is. Yeah, crazy. It's insane. Crazy. We have a major part of our team not even, you know, participating in team drills right now. Um, we'll get mm. into that later yeah. or we'll get into it now because our first question from Twitter is from Deanna and she wants to know if hopefully after TJ Watt is extended, which Steeler do you think should be the next one to get an extension? Oh, boy. That's tricky because um, they're going to have a ton of cap space next season. So it's right. not like they're going to have to prioritize and really fiddle around with the cap the way that they did this offseason. Uh, I'm trying like I've been so immersed in this offseason and this upcoming season that I haven't really even begun to look ahead to who's going to be a free agent next season. I know, right? yeah. Like, <laughs> I know that they signed Juju to a one-year deal, so he's going to be a free agent. So, like, mm-hmm. just, but I don't want to really even commit to saying that I think that they should prioritize signing him because I feel like they need to see how this season goes. Like, it's really all about who performs I well this totally season. Agree. Yeah, I mean, we're coming out of a year where the cap was significantly lower than it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. So obviously like Juju went out looking for money that I believe yep. he deserved. Well, didn't find that. He did find more money than he ended up taking with Pittsburgh, but this is a this is another year where he has to go out there and play his ass off yep. for a big contract. No doubt that he will. I mean, that's the kind of guy that he is. He's proven time and again, he comes through and works his butt off when he has to. So like no issue there whatsoever, but I do think that after TJ is extended, and I do believe they'll get the deal done, I don't know when, um, but I know that is Kevin Colbert's number one priority right now going yep. into this season, um, and I believe that he'll get it done. He, Colbert does ridiculous, amazing things. Um, yeah. I don't know how, but he makes it happen. Mm-hmm. That being said, another amazing thing that Kevin Colbert did was finesse the Dolphins for Minka Fitzpatrick, and I believe that will be the next extension. Uh, after TV. Yeah. And that, I'm hoping yeah. that it is. And that's yeah. another huge, 
big money contract. Mm-hmm. And they both deserve it. They both deserve that big money. They're two of the best defensive players in the entire league. Now Minka gets disrespected time and time again from national outlets who decide to, you know, rank players as if it means something. Um, but he's going to get a big contract too. And I and I hope and believe that it'll be with us, with the Steelers. Yeah, they really – what they need to do, I'm not going to even say any particular player, but with the – the imminent departure of Ben Roethlisberger, they're going to have to focus primarily on the defense because the defense is going to be their bread and butter with the the lack of a franchise quarterback. And the next question comes from Christopher off of Twitter, and he asked if we think that they're going to sign a QB next year, and if so, how much we're going to pay Aaron Rodgers. I uh, don't want to be the one to break it to you but i'm going to be the one to break it to you aaron Rodgers is not coming here he's not not, yeah and i honestly don't think they're going to sign a quarterback i think that they know that they aren't going to find the answer in free agency because anybody that they do sign is either going to be a temporary solution like an aging quarterback like aaron Rodgers, who would break the bank anyway and make it impossible to sign guys like minka and uh, even address things on offense going that route. But I think that they're probably going to wait, wait it out with the guys that they have and just kind of say, this is what we're dealing with and, and wait until they find somebody in the draft in maybe two, three years that they're all in on and, then make trades to get that guy because then you can build a team. You can build an offense around that. You can't take a guy. You can't take a veteran player that's coming from another team. Typically, unless you're Tom Brady. I was um, just gonna say, unless yeah, you're Tampa Bay. Unless you're happening. Tampa. Yeah, it's it's not happening. And Tampa had a ton of cap space, and now look at them. But I I don't think the Steelers are going to sign a quarterback next year. I think they're going to roll with what they have and wait until they find somebody in the collegiate realm and then draft. I agree. And I think that that's the smart thing to do. Why Mm -hmm. break the bank on something that's going to last three to four years? Um, And there's so much unknown there. Like we don't know what our situation is going to look like monetarily in a few years, given we want to give these extensions to a lot Mm -hmm. of the players who have earned them with us. So, I, I mean, we have a general idea, but Aaron, we can't afford Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't care if we have the most cap space in the league next year. Aaron Rodgers is going to want a huge deal. We saw how he handled this issue with Mm -hmm. Green Bay. He's not a very, what's the word, compromising businessman. He's not a team player. Exactly. And so I'm not looking at Aaron Rodgers as a guy who we bring in as like, oh, he's going to be, you know, great for us for four to Mm -hmm. five years and we can get him relatively cheap. It's not going to happen, like, ever. Not in a million years. Yeah. Like, and I don't like Aaron Rodgers, so I'm no, cool with that. I don't either. <laughs> so, like, I mean, maybe it's our bias speaking then because we don't like him, but like, yeah. I don't like, oh, yeah. I'm not there. I'm not there he, for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. So, and I agree. I think that we don't go out and sign a veteran. I mean, listen. The Deshaun Watson situation in Houston is a very weird one in that mm-hmm. he was officially not named the starter today. So, like, if there's a situation where someone is 
kind of like you don't want to touch him because there's a little like unknown situation going on legally or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe something like that happens. But at the end of the day, I totally agree. I think that we're going to take I, – I don't necessarily think this is Ben's last year. I'll be honest with you. But if it is um, – they're going to wait for a guy that they love in yep. the draft. And if that's not next year, if that's not like Desmond Ritter from Cincy um, or whoever it may be, and if we don't have a low enough or a high enough draft pick to grab those guys and they don't think that the trade capital is worth it for a guy they don't necessarily believe is the you know heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger, right. you know, why, why? They they like Mason enough to keep him in the mm-hmm. two role as of today. So, you know, I don't know. It's not yeah. going to be Aaron Rodgers. That's no. for sure. And we're not – I don't think we're going to sign someone. I think it's just going to be a next man up type thing. Yeah. Agree. Moving on from CMU WR43, what happens to the predictions for the Steelers season if Watt does not play? Move. Listen, we don't, it depends on who you talk to because some people think we're not winning eight games. Some people think we're not winning six games. Um, and that's with TJ Watt. If TJ Watt holds out, which I mean, like, Pigs will fly before he does. That's that's my stance. That's what I believe. I don't think he's going to hold out. I think he's going to play because I think he's a team guy. I also understand the business aspect of the whole situation, so I do understand wanting to preserve and make sure that you get that money. I get it. I get it all. I'm not going to hate him if he holds out because, you know, it is what it is. But he is a huge part of that pass rush. Huge part of that pass rush. And when we have a secondary that looks the way it does right now, as questionable Mm -hmm. as it does right now, that pass rush becomes monumentally more important. If TJ Watt doesn't play for some reason, they don't get this deal done and he holds out, we're going to be, you know, drafting top five, honestly. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because I'm not going to say he's the backbone of that defense. I don't believe that he's the backbone of that defense. I don't believe a single person is, but he is um, like a big bone in the back. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like one of those vertebrae. He is like one of the most important vertebrae. Yeah. (laughs) In the spine of the Steelers defense. So that's going to be tough. I mean – if yeah. you ask me, I'm someone who thinks that we definitely finish this season over 500. That's if TJ plays. If he doesn't play, not only does that take away a depth piece for us because Melvin Ingram is going to have to step up and, you know, we have, you know, less opportunities for, yeah. you know, moving parts. It is what it is. Yeah, I think it'll have more of an impact on the locker room than it would on the field. Not saying that it wouldn't have an impact on the field, but I think that's where it would do the most damage because like you said, it always does. Yeah, like one player isn't going to tank the whole team in terms of performance, but the the situation surrounding it 
is what would make it a little bit more precarious because it is a contract thing. If he's not playing, it's because he's holding out and he's one of the leaders of the team. His brother was just named the captain. Like it would just, it would create an interesting atmosphere in the locker room. And I, I see the Steelers teetering on the edge of like 11 and six, 10 and seven as is. Right. And I, I feel like losing him would put them at, I can't do math, but seven, eight wins probably. Like that's what I would see just because that, that would really impact the overall leadership on defense. And yeah, like they got, they got a decent amount of linebacker depth to compensate for the departure of Bud Dupree, but it's depth and it's players who are new to the team like Melvin Ingram and Robert Spillane is a great depth guy, but like he isn't, he isn't it in terms of what they can, what they need in the middle of the field. And I just don't, I don't know. I, it makes me a little bit nervous. And like you said, I, if it it's a business and I do understand that aspect of it where where people start to compare it to like Antonio Brown. That's not at all the same. Or Le'Veon Bell. And even that isn't the same because Le'Veon Bell was very like they made him an offer and he was like, no, I don't want that. Uh, But he also didn't really communicate what was going on. He just didn't show up. And then everybody's like, what is right? I think I think TJ will make his intentions known to people. And if you want to make if you he's going to set the market for the linebacker position in terms of what he makes. And if he feels he can get that outside of Pittsburgh, then he'll go get it outside of Pittsburgh because he'll make that money somewhere. And he, and he should like Mm -hmm. too many people look at these players in these types of situations and they call them selfish for wanting their guaranteed money. Listen, until you go out and your everyday job and your way of supporting your entire family possibly creating generational wealth is Mm -hmm. to play a sport where you could end up unable to physically perform after a a single hit. I'm sorry. Get your guaranteed money. Get it. I I understood it when Le'Veon did it. I I disagreed with his decision at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But wanting guaranteed money, don't fault the players for that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Everyone wants guaranteed money at their respective job, at their right. at the role they play in their workplace. Yeah. 99.9% of people don't perform jobs that are as dangerous as a professional football player. We've look seen, at Robert Spillane. Like look at Ryan Shazier. Yeah. Like no, I, that's what I meant. Oh my god, I meant Ryan Shazier. Ding dong. Right. I'm I'm thinking about Robert Spillane because I know. he's we just on the brain, but <laughs> I meant I meant Ryan Shazier. Yeah, because that right. that was like that was terrible, and I just mean, one play, one singular play that knocked him on his ass. And right. So like, yep. Get get your guaranteed money, and the issues that it's going to create in the locker room are not that players are pissed that he's not putting the team first mm-hmm. because every single player in that locker room understands what he's doing. They get it. They understand why he's doing what he's doing, why he and his agent are asking for what they're asking for. That is not the point of contention. Mm-hmm. The issue is going to come when the losses start stacking yeah. up and Oof. it's because the best defensive player in the league or top 
two defensive player in the league, the best edge rusher in the league by a large margin, who has led the mm-hmm. NFL for the past two seasons in almost every defensive category, isn't there. And oh it's going to be more of an issue of players versus the front office than players yeah. versus TJ. It's not going to be that. He's – listen, you don't look at TJ Watt and question his integrity. You just don't. Yeah. So, you know – I hope that they can come to a conclusion that works for both of them. I don't think that he's being outrageous in his ask. I doubt mm-hmm. that. Um, the Steelers know what they have with him. They know what they have. They're not stupid. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they don't play this stupidly. That's yeah. What I'll end that with. And I think they want to keep him. I. Uh, yeah. I just. I hope that they can resolve this before the regular season. Because me too. To, similarities or differences aside you don't want to go into the start of the regular season with a contract dispute hanging over everyone it you just it's not something it's that you want to have to deal with feeling it's yeah, not like the mike wallace situation the oh Le'Veon Bell situation yeah. like we have seen this play out so many times mm-hmm. in so many different ways and I mean, luckily, TJ's the one on the other end of it because, yeah. like I said, I don't question his integrity. I don't <clears throat> I don't question his word. Sorry. I've been traveling for two weeks and my voice is – I feel like I'm going through puberty as a boy. <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I, I saw a poll today on Twitter. Someone asked, you know, in this TJ Watt situation, who's the bad guy, the Steelers or TJ? I don't necessarily think anyone's the bad guy. I just yeah. think, like – it's time to put pen to paper. Make it work. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them make it work. Some situations there aren't – there isn't a bad guy. It's just right. guys. I, I are, mean, yeah. negotiations. Like it's That's one side happens. versus the yeah. other. It's not good versus evil or anything like that. It's And it's not who's holding it up and who's ready to sign. Like that's not the situation either. Yeah. You come to a compromise that works for both parties, mm-hmm. period. Just With get there, With Le'Veon Bell, he made the wrong choice. Yeah, he really did. But – didn't know that at the time. Nobody knew that at the time. It just no, of course not. I mean, some people yeah. will tell you they did. Yeah, some but they're like, lying. I knew, knew Leon was going to suck the next year. Sure, you did, bud. Yeah, no, sure. you didn't. No, you didn't. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, j- yeah. fingers crossed that they get that done this week so that yes. we can just take a collective sigh of relief and be done with it. Oh, my Lord. Yes. And focus on other things like this question from Full Yinzer. Will the new CB, Akella Witherspoon, be a starter in week one? Uh, I don't think so. Um, no. Nope. I I don't know much of him. And I said this on Helmet Hair, too. Like, But what I've read about him is that he's wildly inconsistent. It seemed Up like. And down. Yeah. It yeah. seemed like a very low risk, potentially medium reward signing for the Steelers trade, I guess. And if, if it works out great, they, they can have some more pieces to work with. Maybe you put him out there a couple plays each game and you catch him when he's in an upswing. Uh, right. But I, I don't see him being the, the starter, not even close. I mean, like, I've seen clips of DK Metcalf absolutely burning his ass, like, bad when he was with the Niners. So, like, but then the Seahawks signed him. So, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, with him, it's tough because you look at his last season and, I mean, take this with a grain of salt because it is PFF, but they have him ranked as the fifth best CB in the league last year, fourth best in coverage. 
Yeah. He's a decently big guy. Apparently, he's super fast. Um, and he's got uh, coverage, good coverage, good hands, uh, those abilities. And so yeah. if that skill set lends itself to the situation, I think we see him, but I'm not, I'm not naming him a starter. No way. No way. Yeah. He's a depth piece at this point. Yeah. Whether he plays himself into that starting role, I don't, I'm not saying that's impossible. But what I do know of him and what Jordan – I agree with you completely. What I've read is that he is just monumentally inconsistent. Yeah, and it's not worth oh. taking that risk, especially against the Buffalo Bills with Stephon Diggs and right. Cole Beasley um, and Josh is Allen, Cole a quarterback. Is Cole Beasley playing this week? Uh, the last depth chart that I saw had him listed on there, but they may have changed it today. I don't know. I All that COVID stuff and the vaccination right. nonsense with him, it, he may not be, but it, well, I guess we'll see. But he's as wacky as he is. He's really he's damn good. He's so he's good. He was and, second team All-American last yeah. year. Or not All-American, All-NFL last mm -hmm. year. So, like, it, you know, some people questioned that. One of those people being me, but uh, no, he's a threat for sure. And then yeah. when you you know, have Stefan Diggs out there, I mean, I have him in fantasy. Thank you, auto draft. Yeah, but um, yeah. he was the one guy. But sidebar, by the way, <laughs> we had a Yinzers, we had a Yinzers fantasy draft last week. The day I was traveling back from Greece, and so I, you you know, was not available. So auto draft, <laughs> you know. Check the box for me. When I tell you that this team, the only person on this entire team who I would have drafted myself is Stefan Diggs. <laughs> My starting quarterback, Lamar Jackson. My starting running back and first pick, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Listen. I'm so sorry. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Justin Tucker. Listen, oh. I'm supposed to be happy when that man misses a field goal in the rare yeah. case that he does. That one time a decade. Like, like I'm probably going to win, but like rude, rude Yahoo. Yeah, you're because. not going to have a good time while you while you win. <laughs> while you do it's it. It's going Jeez. to be bad. It's going to be just a bad all around season. Um. Anyway, I I've, ever since I went off on that tangent, I can't remember what we were talking about before that. Oh, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. We're not we're not putting a Kella Witherspoon up against Stephon Diggs. Yeah, no it's way. not going to happen. So, no, not a starter this week. Uh, next question again. I mean, we kind of addressed this already. No. Lots of questions about TJ. Will he sign? Will he not? If not, will he play? I think he's going to play. Um, I'm hoping that he signs. Guys, we forget that. We have had so many players. I think it was Cortez Allen who signed the night before the first game of the season yeah. for that big contract that we gave him. So, like, we forget that these things mm -hmm. go into, like, the 11th hour. Yeah. And, you know, it, as much as we want to see this deal done now and as much as we've been – waiting with pated breath for like what seems an eternity yeah. for this TJ deal to get done. Um, don't lose faith just because it hasn't happened yet. I mean, we've, we've seen this stuff before. So yeah. he, I think he's going to play contract or no contract. Um, but again, we'll see. 
And the more we talk about it, the more I'm talking myself into the fact that he is going to sign because like, right. uh, unlike Le'Veon Bell, who wasn't just at one of the most uh, hit or miss positions in the game, mm -hmm. running back uh, mm -hmm. with the kind of like shortest shelf life, but he dealt with injuries a lot. Like he, he really struggled oh, yeah. with different injuries, suspensions on top of that. TJ Watt has given the Steelers no reason to think that his play is going to decline in the next, my God, like 10 years. So right, I, or that he's going to get yeah, suspended. Like, yeah, I think the Steelers really are just trying to make sure that this deal is exactly what it needs to be. I don't think they're putting off. I don't think they're trying to talk him down. I think they're just trying to iron some things out. That's kind of my perception of what's going on right now. Cause Kevin Colbert has, said as much as you know you know we want to sign him he this deal needs to happen because we know what kind of a player tj is so i think they're gonna do it and i right. think they're gonna pay him handsomely but I, like you said these things can go on for a yeah. while while the entire league knows who tj watt is mm -hmm. like this is and we know who he's going to be there are mm -hmm. no question marks under tj watt so it's you know just a matter of pen to paper. Let's get it done, guys. Please. So we can stop talking about it. All right. Oh so this God. is this is from the idiot who might be my new favorite person. Jersey I love him. Yeah. I uh, will Hayden and Juju be back next season? I think I'm I'm kind of on the fence about Joe Hayden because I feel like he might be able to find a team with an egregious amount of cap space and maybe is willing to take more of a risk on a player who's aging at the cornerback position to pay him more than the Steelers would. But it all depends on how I think he and Juju both perform this season. We kind of touched on that about Juju at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I I think Morgan, you said this is like a prove it year for Juju. Um, and it is. And I think based on the way that conversations have been going surrounding Joe Hayden's contract and his potential testing the, the free agency market, I, I think there's a maybe a 60-40 chance that Joe Hayden is playing somewhere else next year. And then uh, I would say a 50-50 chance in my, in my opinion that Juju's back next year. As much as that sucks, I think that it's – Again, like you just never know with teams like Jacksonville and the Jets and right. the, the teams that are kind of at the lower end of the league, like what they're willing to play, pay, pay players right. to, to sign them. To comment and shake things up. Like yeah. I totally agree. It, it pains me physically to think about going back on Juju Watch. Like, oh my Lord. Do you remember? I try to forget <laughs> daily. Oh my God. Oh my God. It was traumatic. Like, we had him. For those of you who are new to our podcast, Juju and his mother, Sammy, were our first guests on our first episode. Ever. <laughs> Ever. And I we straight up said, Juju, like, where are you playing football next year? And, you know, he gave us the I want to play for a contender. I want to play for I want mm -hmm. to play for what I'm worth, you know, what yada, yada. 
the standard operating procedure <laughs> response, right? But it was the first mm. time he had said that to a media source or a podcast or, you know. And he said whatever. that he wanted to stay here if if possible. And he said, yeah. yes. He said, I, I want to stay in Pittsburgh, especially if Ben stays. Ben's made it very known, you know, how much he wants Juju in Pittsburgh. So, like, mm-hmm. does Ben leaving or staying next year? Yeah change what happens with Juju. I 100% think it does. If Ben stays, I think there's more of a likelihood that Juju stays or that we give Juju a big contract. I think if Juju goes out and plays this year the same or better than he played last year, and we know that he doesn't want to be in the slot all season. He has been vocal about wanting to play outside. I believe that Matt Canada will find ways to get him outside, not 100% of the time, but I do think that's going to happen. We're going to see a lot more of that. I think that he can solidify himself as more of a versatile target as opposed to solely a slot receiver. He did lead the NFL in the slot this year. Um, That being said, that is going to raise his market value. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens there. As far as Hayden goes, I will be heartbroken. Um, I love Joe Hayden. I love him on this team. I love the leadership that he brought instantly when he came over from the Browns. Um, I can't say enough good things about that man. And I think that he is still playing this game at a high level. He is the leader of that secondary. And uh, even with Minka back there, everyone looks to Joe for, you know, that leadership and his mentality and, you know, the energy he brings uh, to the field. And so, and to the locker room, I mean, Joe Hayden is a presence that is valuable. Uh, the fact that the Steelers did not give him the extension that he, Andrew Rosenhaus, asked for this year mm-hmm. um, means Joe Hayden's going to go out there and play his ass off as well. Yeah. Because he is also playing for a new contract. He doesn't want to be done playing football and he shouldn't be done playing football. He's still too good. Not, he's still too good. I have not mm-hmm. seen him fall off a cliff yet. Once that happens, then we can have that conversation. But, yeah. um, you know, He's going to play his ass off this year. That only bodes well for us as far as the season goes. It only bodes terribly for us as far as signing him back next year goes. So, you know, (laughs) what do you want? Do you want to have a great season or do you want to retain Joe Hayden? I think that this is the year, if anything, that Colbert's kind of going balls to the wall and saying, like, this is our – we're going to give it our all to, you know, bring the city another championship. And he has done the things this offseason that he was able to do to make that happen. Um, I mean, letting Bud Dupree and Mike Hilton leave was not for nothing. The moves yeah. that he made this offseason, let's go back to the TJ Watt thing for a second. We didn't let those two leave, walk, one of which went to a division rival. Mm-hmm. Not to keep or not to pay TJ Watt. Yeah. So, like, again, don't be stressed, but stress a little about Hayden and Juju. Yeah. As I am. That's actually valid, I think. Yeah. And it's uh, those are huge pieces of the team that would need to be addressed. And they, I mean, cornerback right now oh. needs to be addressed. Like, it always needs oh. to be addressed for the Steelers because <laughs> they drafted that position so Terribly. poorly. And Joe Hayden leaving, as much as people loved to throw shade at Steven Nelson when he left like that, that wasn't a a deal breaker for the team. But like that, that created a need that was not right. 
before that. And none of us anticipated that. Yeah. And I think that that would be a critical. uh, That would that would be a big deal to have to go into either free agency or draft at that position next year because the Steelers, again, just don't do it well. And the the wide receiver room is, again, as much as people love to go like be down on Juju about his antics and stuff, he is a voice in that locker room and that team that people respect. Whether or not you agree with that, the wide receiver or looks up yep. to him they respect 100%. him and it might look a little bit different than the the standard definition of respect for people who were born in the 60s and grew up watching guys like Jack Lambert and Mean Joe Green it's it's even a, Heinz Ward even Heinz Ward it's just it's yeah. different and they I, that would create another need and we still have yet to as as much as we all want Deontay Johnson to lean into his strengths because he has a ton of them. And if he can get himself under control a little bit, Ooh, Ooh, he's going to be elite, but he isn't elite yet. He still has a lot of things that he needs to, he needs to hone in on his position and really get his hands under control. And we haven't seen that yet. We don't know what's up with chase Claypool getting into fights with people at training camp. Like, that that wide receiver core needs some stability and as as good as the Steelers are at drafting that position that's rarely ever something they have is consistency at that position at least in the right. last decade because it's been a revolving well, door of 100% and that is a direct result of the fact that we draft that position mm-hmm. so well the, yep. the Steelers draft that position so well that they don't have to pay their best receivers mm-hmm. They just – y'all are a dime a dozen in the Steelers' front office. Yeah. Unfortunately, I disagree with that notion. It creates other issues. (laughs) Absolutely. And like you're – you are spot on. Whether or not people want to believe that Juju is respected not only in that wide receiver room but in that locker room, he doesn't give a shit if you think he's respected or not. He is. I don't know how else to tell you. It's very evident. It's very obvious when you talk to his teammates, when you talk mm-hmm. to these players, that Juju is someone they want around. Yeah. So if you want to take Devin Bush's tweets literally, be my guest, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. You mean do when that. he was going through like a manic episode that time, those yeah. tweets? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so. It, we'll see. Um, Grain of salt. Grain of salt, those. <laughs> salt bay that. Salt bay that. Last question we've got from our hype man, the convict. What was the most heartbreaking moment? As a Steelers fan, I can unequivocally say it was when Ryan Chizier got hurt. Mm. Um, I still get tears in my eyes thinking about that. I'll never forget like where I was watching that game, the feelings I felt for days, weeks, months after that happened, um, the absolute most heartbreaking thing I've ever witnessed as a Steelers fan. That includes yeah. lo- losing Super Bowls. That includes – you know, Rashard Mendenhall fumbling against the Packers. The, you know, 
it includes all of it. It includes Juju fumbling against the Saints, like all mm. the tough moments that were just like devastating. Um, I We could go through a laundry list and that one tops all of it every yeah. single time. For me. I th- yeah. I th- and honestly, from – from a human perspective and from a sports fan perspective, I don't think there is anything that's more heartbreaking than that because it was a not just a man but, losing his yeah. career, but potentially losing the ability. Like we didn't know what was going to happen at that point. We, we thought, didn't know if he could yeah. walk again. And walk. that was, yeah. Like if there, there were moments, sure. Like the, the, you mentioned it, uh, in the Super Bowl game against the Packers, like Richard Mendenhall fumbling. That was rough to watch. And even like I remember um, the AFC Championship game in 2005 against the Patriots. I yes, I was in sixth grade and I grew up obviously a Pirates fan, a Penguins fan, and more elevated a Pitt hoops fan. And they just they always broke my heart. And yeah. I thought that the Steelers, at least, once they reached that point, wouldn't they wouldn't let me down. And whenever they did lose to the Patriots, I remember I was at a friend's house and I walked home in the snow and I was just crying. I was so upset. But it those are I was in sixth grade, so right you can you can salt bay that one too. You were but, in, you were impressionable yeah, at that point, exactly. right? Like, but yeah, like when you when you boil it down to like heartbreaking, like rip it out and just oh my gosh, like feel the pain. It absolutely that felt like the air was sucked out of my lungs watching him get hit because as soon as soon as they made contact, it was like oh god, that's I not mean, good. And it goes beyond football. That was the thing. Like, this is his life. This is this man's life that will forever change because of one play. And that, my friends, is why you get the guaranteed money. And that is why you don't fault these players for Mm -hmm. wanting guaranteed money, period. Bottom line. I'm done with it. I'm done with people talking about players being selfish. There is a point where it becomes selfish. Sure. There's a point. Absolutely. Football is a team sport. I get Mm -hmm. it. There is a salary cap. Whether or not that's real is yet to be seen. <laughs> we don't know that. If it is real, we don't believe it. <laughs> but that's what you get the guaranteed money. And that's why TJ should go get his guaranteed money. So good for him. We'll there. Yep. Let's jump into a Steelers game preview because the Steelers play football six this days. Weekend. This six weekend. Days. What? Oh my God. Oh. Praise Jesus. Oh. I am so Excited. Cannot wait. I can't wait. I, you know, it is in Buffalo. It is against the Bills. Whatever. Um, probably going to be a loss, but we don't care. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. It's probably going to be a loss. We're not. We're not delusional over here. Yeah. So probably going to be a loss, but we're we're going to be excited about it before we lose. That's how I felt go- leading up to the game against the Patriots a couple years ago. I was like, I do not feel good about this. But I'm excited football's back. And until we take the field, I'm going to be excited about it. And then there was a false start on everyone except the center. And I was like, well, that did not last long. (laughs) So I'm glad I enjoyed it while I could. Oh, what a classic football moment. Mm, Talk about heartbreaking. That was, God, that was a bad one. But yeah, game against the Patriots. Game against Buffalo, one o'clock this Sunday on CBS. So, what are you looking for in this game? Like, so since we both 
have expressed that we potentially think that this is probably going to be a loss. Like, what are you looking for in this game? Okay. The number one thing I want to see is Kendrick Green uh, at center. I think I'm going to get a lot. Like, that is not a matchup that I'm necessarily worried about because of the strength of the Bills' defense or anything like that. I just want to see him in action. Like, I just want to see a new center, a new starting center – how he mm. meshes with the line, what his interactions and uh, chemistry is with Ben, if he's going to snap something over Ben's head and then Ben's not going to oh, fall on it. You know what I'm saying? Like really looking forward to seeing him in action. Mm. I also am going to look mm-hmm. at that secondary because while we talk about guys like Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, we've got Devin Singletary, lots of players over there who are very, very capable of going deep in that secondary. And we have so many questions back there. It's going to be real interesting to see who stands out in a good way and in a bad way. Yeah, I personally am really going to be looking at, because again, I'm expecting this to be a loss. My eye is going to be on the adaptability of uh, Matt Canada and Keith Butler to change up the game plan mid-game on what is going on with the offense and the defense because we saw that with good old Randy he would he was committed to his the, his playbook yes through and through no matter how I mean, bad it failed. was the bible like yeah. it was hand on the bible Randy's playbook whatever and it wasn't yep. until Ben st- said f you Randy we're not uh-huh. listening anymore that game plans got changed and yep. we we saw that you're spot on, especially yep. with Matt Canada. Like, I feel yeah. like I know what we're going to get from Keith Butler, but yeah. Matt and Canada. hopefully, hopefully we can see some flexibility with Keith Butler too, especially if there's the off chance that TJ Watt isn't going to be out there. If that right. does happen, he's going to have to work on the fly to change up the defense to you. You're really going to have to lock in to, to shut down Josh Allen because honestly, I I think he is a front runner for MVP this year just oh, because totally he's agree. his trajectory has been, and it's not just like staggering. He has incredible arm strength, accuracy, and his feet are just oh my gosh, and his vis- vision. Yeah, so if if he's we, got all of it, yeah. He has, he's the whole package. Like, yeah, I, I think that it will be very telling for the rest of the season. If we see the team, the Steelers go out and kind of just like shrug their shoulders if they're down and be like, well, what are we going to do about it now? So that's kind of what I'm paying attention to. Like, are you going to give up? Yeah. I don't expect that at all. Like, I can count on one hand how many times I think I've seen that from them in my lifetime. Um, the thing is, who do you put on Stefan Diggs? Yeah. Like in that secondary, oh God. out of if we're in man coverage, who who do you put on Stefan Diggs? I don't this know. This is my concern. And every not every team has a Stefan Diggs, but every team has a guy who thinks he's Stefan Diggs. Yeah. So I don't know, because it's Pierre. Maybe uh, Sutton. But then you're like, if my concern with Sutton, if they're like 
doing kind of like a hybrid role with him, like it leaves the the middle of the field open potentially for Josh Allen right. to have his way. And I I just don't know. This is why we know. need TJ. This, this is why we need you, please. Please. <laughs> uh I know like I know we got Joe Schobert and I know that we got like Alex Highsmith is going to be stepping into an elevated Absolutely. role this year and he's yeah. going to do really well. Like I I and Devin Bush obviously like having him back is going to be key, but that secondary, dang, they make me nervous and That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I just want to see I want to see who we put on like what these matchups are looking like because mm -hmm. whoever they put on Stefan Diggs is the guy they see as like the best, the one most capable, yeah. like the chosen one. Yeah. Right. So like really want to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Najee. I'm so excited to see him. Yeah. He's going to be fun. He's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. It'll That's be interesting to see how the line gels together too, especially now with banner out. Like, yeah, that's and they, you know, now that they announced the depth chart, we got we do have Kendrick Green at center and Trey Turner and Chooks is in there, and I'm I'm hopeful that Kevin Dotson really comes out with kind of a chip on his shoulder after all just, the yeah, like I was it, just gonna say it after. It, yeah, he has the talent and he has the strength for it. So I think that all of this offseason chatter surrounding him is really just going to light a fire under him to get 100%. The very few snaps we saw him in last year, he was a tank. Like he just was immovable. We were like livid when Mike mm -hmm. Tomlin did not start him that, in the playoffs. We Big were mistake. livid. Huge. Yep. <laughs> But all right, keys to a win. Ah, uh, I was dreading this one. Um, I th obviously shedding miracle. Josh. Yeah, miracles. Yeah, um, the Christmas season coming imminently. <laughs> um, I think I you you have to you have to shut Josh Allen down. Um, like whether that's getting in his head early, really rattling him, keeping him, even if it's just keeping him locked in the pocket so he doesn't have anywhere to move so you can sort of limit him to a one-dimensional role and then you only have to worry about his arm, which is still a big deal. But if you can just kind of eliminate one element of his something. play, something, yeah. anything, figure it out, do your job. I don't know what I'm talking about. So like if you can sort of keep him on the quieter side and then really exploit the, I'm not super familiar with Buffalo's defense, but if you can exploit some holes on their defense, if the offensive yeah. line can lock in, we can establish a run game early on so that Ben can have the opportunity to, you know, work with some play action maybe throw some uh, end around like sweeps in there, jet sweeps and uh, RPOs even like having that weapon in, in the artillery would be it's really huge. helpful. And with Najee, like that elevates the run pass option so mm -hmm. much. Like yep. we have the weapons on this offense are actually incredible when you really it's think laughable. about it. Yeah, it's laughable. And then you look at the line and you say, "You are the one thing you were also holding laughable. this offense." <laughs> exactly. We can laugh in a good way, and then we can laugh in a really bad way. And then just and cry. that's yeah. and then we'll all we'll just cry together. Yeah. So 
yeah, I mean, you look at that line and you say you're the one, you are the weakest link. And but, it's yeah, like, we can't say goodbye to you because we need no, you. So just figure it out. Duck with you. Uh, so, and I don't, and I listen, I'm not, I've been the one in Steelers Twitter, Steelers whatever, fandom, whatever you want to call it, that has been relatively positive throughout this whole shift on the offensive line. Mainly because I don't think it gets worse than last year. Like, I don't think it could get worse. That's a good way to look at it and also true. Knocking on my floor right now, my wood yeah. floors. Um, there's a lot of unknown. Like, like mm. we'll just say it. We'll just say it. There's not a lot that we know about this line, especially with the shuffling in what seems what mm -hmm. like the last minute uh, because of Banner. Um mm prayers to him i just yeah. hope that he heals up mm -hmm. um speaking of prayers to font to it like praying yeah. for you we love oh, you we, whenever you're ready like not only an injury but his brother like god yeah it's, um, it's a lot yeah you've got our thoughts for sure mm -hmm. um but as far as that line goes i'm not gonna slap a label on them and and say like oh you know this is the reason that we're gonna lose Mm -hmm. and, until I can see him, you know, like until yeah. I see those five guys line up together and do their job well or poorly, I'm not going to say yeah. that they're, you know, I'm, I mean, I know I just Incapable. said it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to like blame them for anything. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Keys to a W. I think the offense has to absolutely go off because mm -hmm. we are looking at the Bills offense as one of the most unstoppable prolific offenses in the league right now. And mm -hmm. uh, on a defense when the sec where the secondary is questionable and we don't know if our bet, if our edge rusher, our best edge rusher, the best edge rusher in the league is going to be taking the field. There's just a lot up in the air defensively. Yeah. So relying on the offense to be um, efficient um and that doesn't mean getting the ball out quickly. I just mean no, it does not. get your asses down the field. Mm -hmm. and I'm they, not worried about three yeah. and outs, though. I will say that. Presley yeah. Harvin. Oh, he's going to get the job done. Thank God. <laughs> Lord bless you, Presley Harvin, the third. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I think it's totally manageable to – or not manageable. It's not unrealistic to think that the defense, if they play – well could stop the bills offense because we right. i was watching uh i think it was good morning football this morning and they were recapping the last time we played them and we we only gave up i think it was something like 23 points the last time we played them and it was they did the not decimate us no it was the yeah. offense's inability to produce any type of successful or productive drive we, I think we had 13 points or something in that range. Like, come on, a touchdown right. and two field goals. You can't expect to score that few points and win against the Bills. But if they had done three touchdowns and a field goal, they could have won the game. And so they, you're absolutely right. We just, we need to score. And that's going to set the tone for the entire season because the yep. Steelers need to come out of the gate being unpredictable on offense because they were so predictable last year. Because that was year. the Achilles yep. heel last year. 
if the they can if they can throw people the rest of the league off like well okay so we we actually have to game plan for the Steelers this week we it isn't right. just we always going to be shotgun to be yeah. going out of the shotgun 99.9% of the time they're yeah. not going to run the ball so you know don't worry yeah. about that yeah yep. you're exactly right the unpredictability is going to have to be and that tone's going to have to be set ASAP. immediately and from I, the first snap I believe wholeheartedly that Matt Canada is focusing on that. Yep. Everyone heard opposing teams say they knew what was coming. Everyone heard that. Yep. We all the, people can't stop talking about it a year later. Yeah. So like I wish they would shut up about it actually. Well, I wish they'd shut yeah. up about a lot of things. Yeah, but, that's you know, a good but, point. Whatever. <laughs> that's but next um, episode. <laughs> hopefully next episode we come in talking about how wrong we were i mean what oh would that would be, be great like? wow i i first, don't remember first for everything yeah. <laughs> just kidding um <laughs> anyway guys looking forward beyond this next week uh we are officially hosting the home opener tailgate with stiller gang the terrible tailgate um sam jordan and i will all be there it's going to be such a good time yeah. so y'all please come out say hi um let's grab a beer i know jordan would love to drink a beer with you so would i all i want um, yeah it's all it's all we want so please come kick it with us guys it's going to be so much fun and we're definitely getting the win that week so oh yeah it's home gonna opener. Be good times all around yeah it's gonna so be great excited. yeah all right well let's wrap this thing up it's been real as always Steeler Nation thank you for joining us be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yinzers and on Instagram at Yinzers Official and subscribe so that we can kick it every week and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Yinzers bye guys bye